What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, a.k.a. The Perfect Gentleman. <laughs> and this is your boy Jay with this way he sold in the Velvet Vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, Live, All Bull, Everything, Answer E, All of the Above, a.k.a. Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> with another episode of Bourbon the Boy Shorts, Two Single Fathers, <laughs> Two Single Guys, Talking About Love, Life, and Drinking Libations. Facts. Yeah, we're going to finish this bottle. And uh, who are we tonight. inspired by again tonight? Tonight, the third episode in a row, we got the Basil Haydens. I don't know why I say this is the longest a bottle has lasted, survived. No, it's not. This is only episode two because we had it with, what's the name? But that's the, we cracked it open that night. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So it's two, two and a half episodes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Now, mind you, we didn't have this one. We didn't have this edition. We had the regular one. Nah, that, we, we cracked this open up. Right. Yeah. Last week. Right. But what I'm saying is We had another one The original tan, Oh okay yeah the yeah, yeah The tan yeah. one Yeah the original That's why you, Okay alright yeah, so Basil long, So we need to get some sponsorship So we got the Basil Haydens And then we gonna crack open The Grange Stone That's one of the From season one Chip chip uh, Scotch aged and rum cask So we got the bourbon Aged and rum cask Ooh, We on theme In the scotch aged and rum cask Yeah What's, so like, that's, what's the thing Aged and rum cask Oh both of these Yeah Oh okay yeah, I be doing it without knowing I'm doing it yo so you I, don't, you I don't get no prop show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jeremy. <laughs> you know, like I'm. The, you know, I'm the, I need my gold stars, yo. <laughs> you got any dad stories, man? No, I don't have no dad stories. That's what's man. up? So, as you guys can slightly hear, we got uh, we got another guest in here tonight. Uh, we got the other half of uh, a popular podcast around these parts. Um, we got the partner. We had one partner, now we found the other one. But the other one, we never seen them both in the yeah, same place. Never seen so both I don't in the know if they're the same. I, I think they're the same person. <laughs> it's crazy they both had glasses on when they came. So Facts. I'm a little and green. Did we? Yeah, Did girl, I, I got video of you. She had on green. She had on the green. Green yeah. and glasses. Here you come, yeah. green and glasses. Y'all think y'all slick? It ain't playing. I promise, it's not. My ass. <laughs> All right. But anyway. So I will let this uh, beautiful lady, uh, woman, introduce herself, and then uh, we can get started. Yes. So hello, everyone. My name is Shakira Buxton, and I am the other half of the Bougetto Podcast. My best friend, Parker. Hey, girl. Sorry you're not here right now, but we're going to eventually get you here so we can all be on the podcast together. Yes. Um. Yeah. And that's it, really, I guess. That's the introduction. No AKAs, nothing like that. No pun intended. Please, no pun intended. I was really no aliases. Let me use that word. No aliases. Say AKs. We're like DK. DK. Roger that. Uh, I guess you can right, say. What up, Buzz? <laughs> I guess you can say Shakira B. That's how you can find me okay, on okay. any social media. So nice. Shakira B. Shakira B. Well, welcome. Thank Shakira you for coming B. on. For Shakira B. B. Oh, thank you for coming <laughs> on. Thank you. Thank you. So, who is Shakira B? Great question. Hmm. So, who is Shakira B? I would say that I am a beautiful, dynamic, vivacious, resilient, change agent mm. black woman. That's how I would describe myself. 
You said change what? A change agent. What is a change agent? She's saying so, agent, right? Like agent, agent, like double like seven. Like You're saying agent. Agent. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I change she, Asian. I really thought she said Asian, yo. That's why I was looking at her face, like you know, safe shift there, yo. You don't look so see power. She can go from African American to Asian. Asian to me. Like I wasn't you really I didn't get Asian vibes. I didn't get maybe a, the Asian glow. I, <laughs> I didn't really get a geisha vibes over. I don't, you know, but go ahead. Excuse me. I'm chilling. Excuse me. Hey, it's late night. This is the shit that happens, man. That's yeah, yeah. why we court at seven, not eleven. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. So change agent. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So like you, know, you said, like a 007, like yeah. someone that's on a mission, like a, someone that's driven on a mission to change. Yes. And I just change like myself and better myself every day, but just to change society as a whole, and that's gotcha. done through me being a better person. I can dig it. I can dig it. Well, mm-hmm. let me, I, we always do this, right? Let me tell you how I met this change agent or the first time I've in, I encountered. Nigga always means somebody. Go ahead. <laughs> Said change agent, right? <laughs> so once again, shout out to uh, the B org. So I'm at Sneaker Ball. So I, I, I seen that. I found I seen that podcast. Started following them, and then I was like, oh snap, that uh, ambassadors for Sneaker Ball as well. So I was like, I'm gonna you know meet up with them, try to mm-hmm. you know see if they want to come on a podcast. Um, so. I think I see her or see him like, oh, snap. I say, what's up? And I recognize her from somewhere, you know, drinking, open bar. And, you know, sometimes you see somebody and you know you know him, but you don't know him from where. So we walk past whatever. And I think it's the end of the night. Like they packing, everybody packing up, like the people are breaking down tables and everybody just around hanging out. And I seen her in park. I'm like, oh, who is that? And then I go walk over to him. I was like, oh. And we was just talking from there. And I was like, yo. Yeah. And she was in the dress like. Like to see them both together is like wow. Like you just get stunned and <laughs> two like, unicorns, bruh. Like you seen two unicorns that got struck by lightning twice <laughs> <laughs> and won the lottery at the same time. Glazed like, with lunar energy, bruh. Yeah, like, that's it's glowing, yo. Yeah. So that's how that's how oh, that's I first beautiful. encountered this young lady. So I'm gonna tell you the first time yeah, yeah, I yeah. met her. Uh, so about 15 minutes ago, I had walked <laughs> walked into the studio and right. I was like, oh hey, it's Shakira B. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what up? And I was like, hi. Mm-hmm. Started with a handshake and ended with a hug. Reach for the handshake. Yeah. Got a hug. Literally. And uh, mm-hmm. we talking now. That's so who hugged better, Shakira or uh, Parker? <laughs> now, there was two hugs from Parker that I got at one night, that night. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got dying having to talk to I you got, first. I got hug. the church yeah. hug, yeah. but then after the podcast was over, I got more of a, <laughs> and, and, you yeah. know. Like that under the shoulder Nice uh, to nice to meet you, you hug. Yeah, okay. so you know, I got a slight church hug from you, so I'm you know, you after this episode, we're gonna, yeah, we gonna see what it's hitting we'll for. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll facts. See. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so Bougetto Podcast, how are you enjoying it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what's your take on it? And and you know, how what, what do you get? What are your guys' plans for it and everything like that? Some of the things we didn't get to ask Parker. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying myself right now. Mm-hmm. I love the vibes that both of you gentlemen mm. give it's just great and it's great energy okay. like you can just tell that both of you guys are just in your own zone of life and i love that thank really you do. what zone of life are you in oh i don't know i'm just in the zone of life. i'm just being me i'm just happy i'm grateful mm-hmm. that's like a space that i'm in i feel like this is almost like a speed dating <laughs> i think i'm approaching this like speed dating do it so. two minutes go <laughs> <laughs> So what's something I wouldn't know about you by looking at you? Ooh. I can sing. Sing something. Oh, gosh. What can I sing? Come on, Miss Black America. 
sing the TLC song we just played um, for. I don't know if I call you like that one. Yes. <laughs> I'll just be your that back. One. I'll yeah, be your background dancing. No. Baby, it's yours, all yours. If you want it tonight, okay. I'll give you the red light special all through the night. Okay, here we go. I don't know what. This has been another episode of Urban and Boy Show. It's two single fathers. Look, I don't got a lot of time. I gotta wow. Go, I got to go to work in the morning. No, that was dope. Oh, give that up, man. Right, Boy, right. Give that up, man. That was dope. You grew up in the church? Yes. Facts, yeah. yeah. Called it. Yeah, Pastor's definitely. daughter? No, not a pastor daughter. No. Deacon? Your father, <laughs> your, what is your father? He's no, he, my grandma's a trustee. Was anybody on okay. the board? Are you all related right. to anybody on the board? But my you, grandmother. All right, what about mm-hmm. your pops? Mm-mm, no. Oh, all right. who, who, somebody in your family, Usher, though. Who are Usher? <laughs> my aunt will be Usher. I, I, felt, I felt the number two. <laughs> number two? Whole time. She's number two Usher board? She is on, She just got appointed to the second position. Boom! <laughs> I'm not about to deal with y'all. Let nobody in the church has to go. Yo, when Pastor bruh, you talk talking, bro, when Pastor talking, ain't nobody else getting in that church. You I shouldn't swear have been to God, you be listening to the. Uh, y'all got one service, no. don't y'all? Yeah. <laughs> and don't so be you late. Go wait in the basement, <laughs> and, you got, and you're not getting chicken first. Hey, no, nope. you're gonna because be embarrassed too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Everybody gonna know you. Nobody else coming in that. Oh, you get chicken, but you can't get praise. Okay, okay, and you ain't pay your tithe even. Huzzy. Now talk about that one. That'd be a conversation for real in some churches. What? It was one time. <laughs> People couldn't even get buried one time. Because wow. what? Oh, you got the People church with the, the graveyard right next to the church. <laughs> People not paying their tax. Wait, 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 wait. So let's just say, Bob, just let's just say, hypothetically speaking, I was a member of the church, right? Mm-hmm. But I skipped maybe one or two Sundays and not paying. Bro, they wasn't going back. They wasn't going to hold my service. That's fine. That's fine. One or two, but it starts being like you talking about you as a thirty year member, but you was only there for a year, so on, it started looking like they're on paper. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But the Lord know my Jesus paid it all. Damn, oh. they be tracking that. Yeah, yes. it's a tax write off. So yeah, but they're like they don't see who like when the collection plate come around, they don't see who putting money in who. Put in the little envelope. That little green envelope. Oh, 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 yeah, we yeah, yeah. So you specifically let them know that hey, hey, I'm paid. tithing, yes. Brother, brother, Givens put in, you know, his his forty. Yeah, his maybe 40 he didn't. Maybe he didn't want to tithe like that. He wanted to be anonymous. Hey, I don't know. God says make your petitions known, make your requests known unto Him. But uh, the Lord also loves a cheerful giver. He, he gives does. Cheerful. He does. And that's why it just depends. I know. It I know. Depends I know. on the charge. It depends. Yeah. I was about to. Never mind. <laughs> y'all can talk about that because nah, right. yeah, that's y'all lane. I'm. A, <laughs> I'll be the same. We got had that. I'm gonna bring my pastor I'll be the, on you. Yeah, I'll be the same shit that get this whole podcast to go <laughs> there. I told you the church ladies be watching the podcast. I'd be like, uh, no, no, Miss Emily, don't. Uh, hey, sister, not this episode. Hey, sister Johnson, <laughs> hey. pastor, no, what up, pastor? But right. yeah, so so oh, growing up in the church and and things of that nature, like how was that? Like I like as as a, I won't say as a kid because as a kid your influence is still like. Mm-hmm. Or more of a strict brainwash, like this is what needs to be done, more or less. As a teenager, too, your your brainwash is a strong word. 
I don't mean brainwashed in a negative mm-hmm. way, but I mean mm-hmm. just you're mm-hmm. trained. Let me say trained. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're you're in training from the ages of uh, you know, two yeah, two two to two to two to twelve, two to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. And then once yeah. you, you know, really get into your adolescence and you know, you start seeing the world for what it is and things of that nature. So let's say from like eighteen to now, mm-hmm. like having that background and experiencing the other things that you experience, like how did you feel yourself changing, like, you know, from the church girl to, you know, just an adult? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. not not so deep. much, yeah, not so much, like, strictly under the church's thumb. Mm-hmm. This is great. So, I feel like growing up in the church, I guess you can say, like, there's, there's two sides of it or whatnot. Like, mm-hmm. there's, like, the church, like, the personality, everything that you per- Trade to everyone but then there's like the real side of you like yeah. that your friends growing up high school all that that know so it's kind of like living two lives at times or mm-hmm. whatnot I guess you can say but I will say my upbringing in the church really has not I guess you can say it hasn't deterred me from moving in a certain type of way within my life like I feel like it's motivated me even more to get connected to God to you know seek him in all things and have spirituality in my adulthood now because I feel like there are a lot of people who are just lost in a way but I feel like that comes from not having a certain type of guidance but that guidance comes from personally for me from the Holy Spirit from the inside but that's something that over the years has to be, you know, trained. Some people say it's like an unctioning or mm-hmm. just a pit in your stomach, but I call it the Holy Spirit. And that has to be strengthened over the years. And I feel like mine is in a great space where it's strengthened and I have a high keen sense of discernment, mm-hmm. all of that. So I feel like that was like the progression. So growing up, it was kind of like having two sides. Like I went out with my friends and I was like, oh, I got to be at church on Sunday. But then it's kind of like, okay, moving into adulthood, I'm still able to tap into those ways when I really do need them. Mm-hmm. And you, and where are you from? South Carolina. From South Carolina. Yes. So is that considered the Bible Belt? Yes. That state. So what are the states mm-hmm. that are the Bible Belt? So I know. I think North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. And there might be some Midwest states in there, like a Kentucky or a Tennessee. Yeah, I think so. And a yeah, Tennessee, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Kentucky. And they call it yes. Belt because of like, because of what? It goes like in a loop, in a loop, so certain I have no idea. No, I don't know. I can tell you all of it. So you're Baptist? Because most of those churches down there mm-hmm. yep. are Baptist. I grew up Baptist, but uh, I feel like right now I've been, I've just been like exploring my own way. So like I've gone to like AME, I've done the non denominational. Mm. So I haven't really made it, but I am a Christian. I will say that. And that's number one. I'm a Christian. Okay. So how do you strengthen your discernment? That that pit, that gut, Ooh, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Like for you personally, I know everyone. Everyone probably does it differently, but I I know for me, it's probably just life experiences, and it's not strengthening the muscle; it's strengthening the faith, the faith in it. Right, yeah. right. Listening to mm-hmm. it, listening to, it, it yes. to listen to it. So how is it for you? That that's exactly what it is. So it goes from your experiences, but mm-hmm. your experiences over time. With the discernment, it's built, like I said, through faith. So it's like, okay, God is telling me that this person is no good. 
So am I going to actually have the faith to listen to him mm-hmm. or am I going to be hard headed and do whatever and then still have to learn the hard way? But either way, it's going to show you that you were correct either way you go. So whether or not you believed like, hey, this person isn't for me, hmm. let me take their route. And then if you don't take their route, he's still going to show you that you was right the first time with yeah. having the discernment that this person wasn't for you because the person's always going to show their That's true real. side. So why don't you listen to your discernment? What do you mean? Why don't you listen? I do listen to my discernment. But when it comes to people, why don't you listen? What people? Wait. Wait. There's no inside information. No, I'm just. Oh. Okay. Uh Oh. Oh, no. There is no inside information. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat too late. (laughs) I was about to throw the trunk gun. Like, ah. Who is that? I got a picture. (laughs) On the night of the 28th. <laughs> so, are you single? Are you single? Yes, I am. Let's start there. Let's start there. Jerry. Okay, you got right, right. I jumped to your head. Yeah, a little bit, Don't worry about it, man. I got you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why we. That's why we yeah, here, yeah, man. This, this, this your hour. I'm a, I'm a, it's I'm not. A, it is. It's not, brother. I'm still gaining information just like you are. I'm just saying, this your time though. This the late night. Is your is it? Roger that. So listen. So you are single. I am single. Okay, so um, how long have uh, how are you single, single, or are you just single? Mm. No, I'm single, single. Nobody thinks that your boyfriend. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Mm-mm, ain't no way. <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> hey, 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 Parker. Yeah, hey. that's right for confirmation. Yeah, yeah. all right. Say something, Parker. You need to be like she's single, single, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, single. So you've been single for how long? May I ask? Is that cool? Oh Lord, I feel like forever. But um, five years, cool. Longer than five years. Longer than five years. Why? Probably like six, seven years. Okay. Why? Hmm. You know what? I feel like. I feel like I'm just moving into a... Why are you looking at me like that, Cal? Continue. Don't do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm just moving into a space where I'm open. Okay. Like, to date, if that makes sense. I respect you. I respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that. in the past, I just really have been focused on me mm, okay. and my goals and the things that I want to uh, achieve. And not saying that I can't do that at the same time while dating, but I also know that anything that takes away can be a distraction mm-hmm. from my purpose. And I know that I have a keen sense of my purpose and I know exactly what I want to do and what I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And my own personal discernment, yeah. I feel like I'm now in the space and I'm open to dating. You see what I did there for you, I brother? You, yeah. huh? I, you, I asked you everything that you yeah. need to ask, yeah. brother. You don't got to... Huh? You sure yeah. all people should know to take your time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, my bad, my bad. It's all good. So, I mean, so you are open to dating and everything mm-hmm. like that. But your experiences in, in the past with dating, like, how's that been? Clearly, you're single, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, uh, from from then to now, like, how actually, how do you see yourself dating from that person you were back then dating to now? Like, how do you see yourself that you would move or? Oh, this is good. You know what I mean? So, me and Parker, we always talk about this. I feel like sometimes as, I guess you can say just as black women sometimes we tend to I don't even want to say settle it's not settling because that's not really necessarily the word it's more so we tend to really 
not make the best decisions based off of, I can be frank, almost like desperation in a way. It's like, honey, take your time. Like God is really molding, he's shaping, he's going to bring you the person that you want and you desire. Like you don't have to settle for something that's subpar. And I feel like in the past I've settled for something that's subpar and I'm like, I'm not in that space anymore. So I only want what I want and I'm going after what I want. And I hope the man that comes after me, I'm what he wants. So at the end of the day, it's going to be all in alignment. Okay. Yes. I feel triggered, yo. (laughs) I feel triggered, yo. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jeremy. Oh, What's the trigger? What's the no, trigger? Keep your thought. Keep your thought. That's that's what I just asked you. You just said you just answered what I asked you first. Wait, what was that? Why don't you listen to your discernment? And you now you, you said because in the past you wasn't in a place probably ready to listen. Oh, I didn't see the the question didn't register to me like that. Okay, I apologize all right, all right. here. No, no, it's all good. I didn't no, mean it like good. that. It's all good. Continue. Yes, let me say that. With my discernment discernment in the past, I wasn't as strong as I am now. Trying to play my discernment. (laughs) Trying to play mine. In the past, I was not as strong in my discernment. And I feel like now I'm even strong in the discernment and I know exactly what I want. And I'm not going to settle. Right. Yeah. So what, what type of... What's your preference of a man? Like, what 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 are you looking for in a man? That mm-hmm. uh, I won't say what's your type, but what do you what do you look for in a man mm-hmm. that you know will keep you interested and will keep you mm-hmm. you know wanting that person? Oh, this is good. So, I want someone that's God fearing, someone that has a relationship with God because I do, and I believe in being equally yoked. Um, I want someone that understands that love is a verb that it has movement behind it, that it has action, that it's not just you're telling someone, oh, Jeremy, oh, Kyle, I love you, but no, love has action behind that. Like, And it's not even thing of like, show me that you love me, but I always go back to Corinthians 13, that love is patient, love is kind, love does not boast, it does not brag, it it. It's love, like, and all those words are verbs, and that's what I want a man to be able to show me, that mm-hmm. he's patient with me, that he's kind with me, that he's going to, you know, speak to me nicely, that all of these things, and I want to do the same thing back to him in mm-hmm. return. All the things that I'm saying is something that I'm currently working on within myself. And someone that's a protector, someone that is a provider. So you want like no, the, the yeah. traditional aspects of a relationship. Yes. The, yes. the yeah. old school values, right? It's her It's her upbringing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to be funny, but you mm-hmm. basically, like I said, I don't know your relationship with your father, but I would say you would want somebody close to the, the on an ethical standpoint mm-hmm. of how your father is. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. My father. Come on. This, 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 this is too easy. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know what I'm saying? I'm all just out here getting buckets. You know what I'm saying? All star game. Yeah. <laughs> Oops to yourself. <laughs> the backboard. You know? Yes, I love nah, my father. I, I will say that. Like yeah. I said, I, I, it's not anything against anyone else, but I definitely I grew up in a two per- parent household, and my <laughs> my father he really was someone that instilled in me my own personal self confidence and my mm. self love and my identity. Like till this day, my father calls me every day, every morning. 
he tells me how special I am, how beautiful I am, that I'm amazing. Like, you know, the day is your day. You a superstar. No matter what I have done, my dad has always loved me. And I, I want to see that in my husband. Yeah. What's your fondest memory of your father? Ooh. Ooh, I, I got one. My fondest memory of my father is I had a... So I did a lot growing up, like I do now. So I actually had um, a basketball game and then on a Friday. And the next day, I was the lead in the high school play. Wow. But my dad, he drives trucks or whatnot. And he literally basically almost spent 18 hours driving to get back to my play in time. That's what's up. Wow. Yeah. So you missed the game. Was yes. The mm-hmm. play? Oh, okay. Yeah. The play was the biggest thing. But the play it's was a, the yeah, biggest it's, thing. It's, it's yes, a game exactly. every week. Yeah. Yes, it's like it's a game every week. Yeah, but the play was the biggest thing because that was like the opening night of it. And I was oh. like, I will never forget that because it's like, you know, something like you know, you tired. He's you don't worked all day. He probably the play frustrated. Like. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, but like <laughs> that one thing just really showed <laughs> me like, oh my gosh, like, and not even a thing that my I've always known that my dad loves and care, but just to see that level of it. That's loud. That's what's up, man. Go ahead. No, 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 you go. You got it. Um, let me see. <laughs> uh so right. so at at this current, like you said, you're you're open to date and everything like that, but have you have you put yourself in that lane to be uh wanted and, and be seen and be caught to to mm. have somebody uh want to date? Come on, hey listen, man. This is we need to start doing some more late night drinks. My, my brain seems to be like no, and this is good. This yeah. is why, like, I need more. I guess you can say men around me because I'm trying to figure out what what does that look like. What does that look like for a man when he okay. is looking, you know, in a in a way for a woman? What does it look like to be caught or to be mm-hmm. open? Because I feel like I'm open, but like I don't. I'm not wearing a shirt that says I'm single or ready to mingle or. I mean, I go out to events. I don't know if I don't go to the right things. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, do I not look approachable? I try to smile. I try to, you know, speak mm-hmm. all of those things. But I don't. I don't know. Y'all help me on that one, please. Because hey, I'm open, God, over here. I know, Kyle. <laughs> I know you got the answer. But before you answer, because I feel like you, you already, you got the answer. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Roger that. I feel you, like both of y'all got the answer. You, you're looking for a husband. Yes. Yeah. I think if a man gets to know you, he uh he probably sees that and was like, "Fuck, I might not be able to bullshit her." If he's not ready, like I'm speaking from okay. the standpoint of the guys that's not ready, not looking for that. Okay. Um. So fuck, I'm not ready. I think that's something we we mentioned to your counterpart Parker as well. Like, you may not be meeting the right guys, or the guys may not be there because, like. Niggas realize they can't bullshit you. Um, well, hallelujah. Right, right. And so I, I I think that that may be a part of it. And you got a lot going on. So I think you you may be unintentionally intimidating, like on paper intimidating. Not that you're, you know, when someone sees you, you're smiling and approachable. But I'm quite sure your reputation precedes you in a positive way. So people mm-hmm. know, like, oh, if I'm going to shoot my shot with her, um, I need to come correct. That's good, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I, I think that may be, be part of it as well. What you, what you thinking, Kyle? Nah. My on, take Kyle. on this is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, I mean, you know, to piggyback, number one, Jeremy is is correct. You know, we mm-hmm. 
I, we as men, but also I can't even say I ain't gonna speak for everybody. But I'm saying for me, if if I know that there's a woman, you if if I see mm-hmm. you out and about and we start talking, and we both know uh, in a in an emotional mental space where we're at in life, if if I know that right now what you want and you've already cleared your head for the past six seven years, mm-hmm. and I'm only on year two. And there's still some, you know, things I got to work on. Um, sometimes, you know, I won't, you know, all always. I won't go all the way through with it just because mm-hmm. I know that it's going to take longer for me to catch up to you. Now, depending on the type of woman that you are, if you're a healer, a helper, or you know, a nurturer by nature, mm-hmm. so you're, you're automatically you're, at some point you're going to feel more uh, an obligation for you to be like. Nah, babe, it's okay. Like you know, that's why we in this together. It's you know, mm-hmm. it's is this is what it is. This is what it is. But at a certain point, if early on you have to do that, I wouldn't. You know, in speaking on your behalf, I wouldn't go through with it. Just because if if I constantly have to fight with your emotions mm-hmm. and try to get you to open up and get you to do this and get you to do that. It's gonna get tiring on me now. Yes, now I'm gonna revert back. Now you just knocked two years. You took set me back two years. You know, of all of the headspace and, and clarity that I just that got. You yeah, yeah, now I gotta get me back because now I'm like, oh, like what is it? Then you start self. You know, it turns into self. Like, well, what is it about me that he doesn't want to open up to me, or what mm-hmm. is it about me that she doesn't want to open up to me? And I'm like doing all of this, trying to show her or him that I'm all about him or her, and it's just no give. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it? But at a certain point, it's like, you don't have to blame yourself. Like, either, like, look, when you get yourself together, mm. because we've already dealt with each other enough to know that we have a great foundation of a friendship that if things do, if we do come back around our, our paths cross again, then it'll be so much more easier because we've already laid the groundwork. We put the fertilizer down. Now we just plant to put the seeds and then yes. now we can grow. Hey, hey. This is good. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Come on, get that breakthrough. <laughs> get that breakthrough. <laughs> but it's but those are the things that you know you have to like really, 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 really understand that somebody's emotional state. Sorry, right, somebody's emotional state and their mental is like the most fragile you know thing about them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you are not really ready to take that like full responsibility of mm-hmm. handling somebody, it's not even people say heart. Like heart is the least of your words. <laughs> Yes. Like honestly, like the heart. I'm just saying the heart on a on a relationship companion level. Mm-hmm. I feel like the heart is like the least of your worries. It's the mental and the emotions that you really have to like mm-hmm. understand. Like those are the most fragile things. And if you can't handle them with care, then you really are gonna be you're gonna either f yourself or you're gonna f mm-hmm. the person. And you don't want to you don't want to do both because at right. the same you can do both at the same time and you lose out on a, at least a great friend and it doesn't have to be a, a companion, but you more so lose out on that friend that when it does come time for you guys to cross paths again, everything will be okay. And it's easier to you guys to open up because you've already had that foundation and now your walls are easier to be broken down because now you feel safer to go to this person because you've already dealt with it versus going on a date after date after date after date and keep, keep, using the same 
you know, uh, checklist of favorite color, favorite food, favorite TV show, favorite sport. You don't gotta do all that. I could just call. I could just call up Shakira. It's Shakira, right? Yeah, Shakira. Shakira. Sorry, yeah. I can call up Shakira. Listen, you know, this is what's going on. I've been like, you know, you can talk on a more deeper, deeper level, level than yes. going on a date and like, oh, okay, so I got kids, you got kids. This is what kind of guy are you looking for? So how long you been single? We don't. I don't got to do mm-hmm. all that anymore. No I got. I got Shakira for that. And I'm still laying my foundation while I work on me, you, you know, and you working on you. I think what you said about uh, the heart, oh, excuse me, the 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 emotional and the mind mm-hmm. being the most important things. I think it's honestly, I look at those those two things making the heart, creating the heart, like right. to, to have a heart. <coughs> the heart is made up of your mind mm-hmm. and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Greer, our cousin Greer, she put it in a good way when she was talking. So we were having a conversation. She was the, describing love, right? And she was like, love is giving someone who you trust the most fragile thing you have, your heart, and having faith that they don't drop it, knowing that they have no idea how to hold it, mm-hmm. right? So giving someone your heart, knowing knowing that they have no idea how to hold it, but you're trusting that they won't drop it. Yeah, I always yeah. I found that deep. So when you said that, it made me, made me think about the, that. Yeah, the, the metaphor to that is, yeah. you know, when people say, I give you the key to my heart, mm-hmm. but it's like, yo... How many motherfucking copies can you make my dad a key? Damn, yo, let's yo, think about that though. I mean, you can yeah, make real. mad copies because, like, yo, you could that's you could real. lose the key, but you, when you gonna tell some? You know how back in the day when yeah. your mother gave you the the he, first when you was had that first fresh responsibility yes. of getting the, the key to the house after the trash is yeah, the key. facts. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> Yo, when you get that, get to that age where you're allowed to have a key to the house for the first time, mm-hmm. granted, you're gonna definitely lose the key within the first ninety days. That's that's a given. Like, I mean, well, hopefully you find it though. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah, before yeah, she yeah. gotta make copies, but yeah. once you make it, some, before you gotta tell her, shit. come on now, and you gotta go tell somebody. Yeah, I lost the key to your heart, so I'm gonna go try to find it or make like, nah, nigga, like you locked, like you, you locked out. Yeah, you you done. You, you on the front porch out. until I get home. You feel me? No, like, you locked out. But in the metaphor, like if you lose the key to my hut, you locked out. You can yeah. you can't get in. Done, or, or, son. Or looking at it also, like you unpacking the metaphor, how many keys can you copies of a key can you make? Like yeah. how many time how many people can you give keys? Yeah, that's what I'm to saying. To your hut because you make yeah. copies of it. Like at a certain point, the copies and because you make a copy of a copy. Yeah, and you making a copy yeah. of a copy of a copy. At mm-hmm. some point, it don't work no more. You need a new lock. That's true. Deep, yo. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Yeah. What the hell is in this? <laughs> Love, we, might need to get back no, to this. I agree. These late and also, recording. too, when yeah, you continuously real. giving people copies and copies and copies, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to check yourself to make sure that you're doing the number one, which is giving yourself self love. No, that's real. Because if you're not able to love yourself in the way that you desire someone else to love you, how can you teach someone? Mm-hmm. I can't teach Jeremy or Cal or how so to love sure. me if hey, I say, don't say my name again. Cal. Yes. A little southern. Ass. Go ahead, girl. So my fault. Yeah, that's why I, I put the headphones teach. on. You got it in I can't teach Jeremy or Cal how to love me if I don't know how to love myself. Right. I can't tell you what I want or demand from you what I want or need if I've Never giving those things to myself, right. and I feel like a lot of women struggle in those areas. Too, no, I agree. To I'm going to ask you how you, in those eight years, worked on loving yourself and got to the point of, of oh, figuring out your love. So, but before that, 
to your, your current point, I think a lot of women, a lot of people expect other yes, people to, lo- to love them the way they the way they don't know how to love themselves right oh. right like it's like or or make them or make them no it's real or make them happy it's the way they don't though. know how to make themselves happy like mm. how come you don't make me smile you don't make me laugh like you never taught me like what what is it you know that makes you smile love that me makes you, laugh. you don't love me and you is damn maybe I'm being honest being real but like you always telling me telling me damn you always saying <laughs> that I don't love you but nah, maybe you don't love yourself. You don't know how to love yourself. You love yourself, but you don't know how to love yourself. You don't know the action to those action words you were talking about. Wow. Yeah, you love yourself and you want the best for yourself, but you don't know how to shut everybody else out mm. and take a day for yourself. Teach me how to love. Yeah. Wow, well, this is so and, good, y'all. Uh, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> this is good. I don't know what's going yeah, on yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> yo, but but in, so in those eight years, how did you learn to love yourself? Like, Ooh, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. From day one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like one thing that I I always say to my uh, that I'm a truth mm-hmm. advocate. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be in your own truth, there's no way to tell anyone else your truth. And so really get into the space of like knowing what your truths are, like knowing what you struggle with. Right. Like one of the things that I know that I struggle with is I struggle with how to speak to people. Y'all probably would have never known this. What you mean? I have not always been the nicest person. You know, I can be you honest. Mean, you know, you didn't that. always have a silver tongue. I did not always have a silver tongue. Okay. No, I did not. No, not at all. And I still got a little snapback. Oh, you got, back no, you got a little bit, tongue, you know, you. Just, just a little bit. About as strong as this drink sometimes, you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one area that I truly struggled with, but that also came from my own criticism within myself. Like, I'm very self-critical. Like, oh, my gosh, Carrie, why'd you do that? That's stupid. That's dumb. But when you're continuously telling yourself those things, then I'm going to start saying those things to Jeremy or Cal. And that just continues to spread poison. So I had to get to the place where, you know what? I'm going to speak positive to myself, like positive affirmations to myself. That's what I'm always doing. I'm always posting something positive, something good, something that's going to feed my spirit. Mm-hmm. Then I had to get to a space of not caring about validation, like not seeking outside validation and thinking that a man or a friend or anyone or someone is going to really and truly love me or value me or tell me I look good or whatever when I need to be pulling that out within myself like damn Shakira you look good today like I don't have to hear that from a like or a a heart under my page or whatever like that's something I had to develop within myself and then really truly moving into like what are my dreams my goals and like my purpose like why am I here like why do I still have breath because it's deeper than just Oh, I'm just gonna wake up today and do whatever. But I know that my purpose is connected to somebody else's purpose. That's right. So, in doing that and figuring out your purpose and figuring out loving yourself and figuring out how to shut out the out shut out outside voices and not needing outside validation, what tools would you give the young girls, like let's say high Ooh. school girls, to, yes. to to work on that? Because you know that's probably an impressionable year, and I, I don't expect any high school girls to listen to the podcast. But mm-hmm. just curious, like, what would you say? To those type of those women about that. Yes, hey, high school queens. So, in particular, I would say I love journaling. Mm-hmm. So I really, truly like journal. Like anything that I felt 
was wrong with me and then i would take anything that i had wrong and i would turn it into opposite the opposite mm-hmm. something positive so if i felt like i was too loud then i'm like okay what are things that are loud that are positive hey when you make a sound when you're loud you alert someone mm-hmm. you're changing someone someone is able to be notified or changing of a, a direction so i was able to take things that i feel negative about myself and really journal journal them into a positive scenario. Now writing is real. Yes, writing is real. Yes, it's yes. No, you gotta write your vision down. Make it plan. Write it, make a plan. Come on. So what what advice would you give to the fifty three year old listener? Ooh. The fifty three year old listener, yeah. let's see. I would say that Ooh, this is good. Me and Guy had a conversation about this today, because I'm in this space. So I would say that do whatever is going to make you the happiest, the most satisfied without even thinking that someone else would know or know, be notified of what you're doing. So if you were the only person that existed in the whole wide world, what would you be doing without mm. having any type of social media, any type of validation, any type of, mm. ooh, Jeremy, I like the shirt you had on today, or ooh, Kyle, I like that hat that you have on like would you be wearing this hat right now if i wasn't in here i'm just saying i'm being honest like you just never know subconsciously the decisions that people are making based off of someone else so i would say going that deep within yourself you've been to therapy yes that was deep that was that was that was just like a real deep exercise Yeah, and I try try to constantly do it. Because like you say, sometimes you can just get into a rhythm Mm -hmm. not even thinking. So I I constantly try to do these things, honestly, like quarterly to really get myself back. Like, okay, kind of got into liking social media. Now let me me get back. And fasting, too. Mm -hmm. Love fasting. What is it like being a black woman? Mm, You said, what is it like? Yeah, what is it like being a black woman? Oh my goodness! Oh, you too prepared, so I got to throw you off with questions now. No, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, nigga, you stop doing that, yo! You, oh, I'm sorry, outside validation. God damn! Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> always. Like still you do woman. that shit. Hold on one second. Stop doing that shit. Right. <laughs> I, t- I just had a revelation. It was a breakthrough. Yo, we just had a breakthrough. Bro, yeah. let it be. The- yo, stop doing uh, that shit. This is the last episode I'm gonna tell you, bro. You asked them a question. Don't look at me, yo. It's fine. I'm I'm on the. I'm focusing on the. Stop doing that shit, bro. I'm gonna. I ain't telling right, your ass no more. Right. I'm gonna flip this table, yo. <laughs> so how would you date today? <laughs> Nigga, don't ask me. Anyway, excuse us. We digress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What is it like being a black man? <laughs> oh, hey, my you, goodness. Look at me again. You, what? <laughs> yeah, no, you, you raised your hand. <laughs> we about to get housewife. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This question? Mm-hmm. What kind of question is this? Because of your title, right? You're, you're Miss Black America. Or excuse me, Miss Black Maryland. Yes. So I was curious yeah. to, uh, what is it from Miss Black Maryland? Oh, but it's, since since when you know you didn't introduce yourself and explain that to people, no, nah, I'm asking with you. But what, what, from your perspective, what is it like to be a black woman? Oh my gosh! I can. The only thing I can say is honestly, it's the most beautiful thing in the world, and I know that may sound cliche to say. No, to a black man, it makes but, sense. But <laughs> yeah, it really, truly is the most beautiful thing in the world. So 
piggybacking off what you were talking about with mm-hmm. the pageant or whatnot. So I was just in the pageant, and which pageant? Oh, the Miss Black USA pageant. And then, thank what, you. What is Miss Black USA? <laughs> Look, thank you for giving me all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, so Miss Black USA um, is an organization that's been around for thirty plus years. One of the oldest organizations that really truly is all about embodying. Um, the self-esteem, the confidence of the black woman. As we know, like mm-hmm. we have European stereotypes that have been, you know, taught and passed down to African Americans over the years since we came to. Well, I don't want to say came like it was our decision mm-hmm. since we were brought to the mm-hmm. United States. Stolen, yeah. stolen exactly, taken, kidnapped, kidnapped, yeah. all of that. Yes, um, to the United States or whatnot, because you know our beauty is not always edified in the mainstream and. Uh, media and you know magazines all of that or whatnot so it just really embraces the black woman of everything that she is from afro to braids to locks to mm-hmm. being thicker to having hips to all of that is embracing the pageant so and it was a beautiful experience but to go back to your question when you were saying what it's like being a black woman so Miss uh, Black New York hey Shannon I love her oh my gosh she's amazing she did a uh, a spoken word monologue piece that she wrote herself mm-hmm. called The Vanity. Mm-hmm. And basically it was about being a black woman. And, you know, black men always talk about like, you know, what's taking out so long? You know, what's taking out so long to get ready? And she was just like, as a black woman, getting ready, getting prepared for the day is an experience. And I just feel like that, like no one would know what it's like to be a black woman until you really are in our shoes. Like it is an everyday experience. Something is new. I'm learning something new about myself. I'm able to give and pour into each other and, you know, pour into black men and edify y'all and uplift y'all and then uplift myself, uplift my sisters. And it's it's just a beautiful thing. I just don't know how to even describe it. It really is. It's beautiful. You know? That is a beautiful. Black women are, are beautiful. Um, yes. If God created something more beautiful, he kept it for himself, right? Yep. So. Yeah, too. What is the what is the what have you learned most about being from being Miss Black, uh, Maryland? Um, you know, because from from the pageant scene, you know, I, from HBCU, so I've I've seen the the Queen's pageant and the Queen of the Campus. I've seen you know Miss America, Miss USA, mm-hmm. Miss Universe. Um, it, before I met you, I I didn't know Miss Black America existed, mm-hmm. right? Let alone Miss Black Maryland, or, you know, because each state. Um, yeah. Inches up in it, but what is something you've learned most about it? Because I, it seems like if that was something seen, if that that is something seen more to young women, to young kids growing up, maybe our perception of beauty changes. Maybe yes. those outside uh, imagery images don't take hold as much as often. And that probably really has nothing to do with the question of what have you, with, what have you learned most. But I'm curious to know. This is good. Mm. So, dang, the most, I got two things I've learned. Okay. So, one, I really, truly have learned how much it is needed for the positive role model in our youth. Um, I went to, I can't even think of the school, but it was a summer program with mm-hmm. Next Fit, and I went to mm-hmm. speak as, you know, Miss Black Maryland had my crown on, had my sash on, and just to see the young girls, they were like, had to be maybe like kindergarten. So I would say like five to seven or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like, 
fascinated. Like I still have the videos and everything, but like they were able to be like, I want to be a queen. I'm a queen. And I'm like, you know, you're already a queen. Like you don't need a, you know, a title necessarily. What if it's to see like that they were playing with my crown and oh, wow. they were actually able to like take it in. Cause they never had seen me before. Like I had one young lady was like, Oh my God, are you real? Like, and she was like, touching me and she was just like your skin is soft and she was like your skin looks like mine and I was like oh my god I really had a moment like when I went to the car and I just started crying and I'm I'm a cry baby so I might not I'm trying not to start crying now but it just it just really hit me that that's really something that our youth needs to experience seriously like just seeing that in general because that's what we come from we are kings and queens but you know it's unfortunate that you know, we've been beaten down over the years and we may not necessarily align ourselves to those values. So I want to definitely instill that in our youth that you are a king, young man, and you are a queen, young woman. So that was one thing that I learned. And then the second thing that I learned, I guess you can say, um, about myself is that I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm always doing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know what that means, but it's like, I know that I can do anything and I can accomplish anything. It's like the more that I continue to push myself and the more that I continue to, you know, participate in things that, you know, are outside of something that I would normally do or right. think that I would do, I'm starting to learn, you know, new skills about myself. That's interesting. So why pageantry? Hmm. Is this something you did from a child? Because it seems like your father was heavily involved. I'm sure your mom and your family was as well. And you see, like, the, the TV shows, like, the pageant moms and they, like, oh task, God, yeah. taskmasters mm-hmm. for their kids. And they wear prom dresses to the water parks type of thing. Like, is this something you were in since a child? And or what made so, you decide? pageantry wasn't something that I was in since a child. But I always grew up in, like etiquette and I went to like Barbizon school of modeling like okay, my Jack mom and Jill. Yeah. oh my gosh I wasn't in Jack and Jill my mom always put me in stuff like yeah. that which I enjoyed and I was mm. like in theater I was a theater geek don't laugh but I always have loved theater uh, so that's I guess you can say that kind of has inspired me into mm-hmm. pageantry but I've learned over the years sex ways into I want to start an actual organization for young girls mm-hmm teaching them in particular just about you know queendom that's what i call mm. it like the concept you know everyone talks about the kingdom mm. and uh, but queendom like the concept of what it means to be a queen and how to rule for so from etiquette to public speaking to how to carry yourself like all these things are not necessarily taught because one thing that i've been noticing a lot is that a lot of black generational knowledge from mother to daughter is not necessarily being passed. Mm -hmm. And I want to find a way to um, help that or assist in that way. That's dope. That's dope. Especially a lot of times because we, when I say we as well, as as we in our generation now, like we owe that to our kids and the generation behind us to keep everything passed down and to keep these things going because it's it's easy to get lost. It's it's really easy yes. to get lost in this day and age and it's really easy and and it's more not easy but it's more or less now a lot of the youth that's growing up they don't 
they don't just they just don't have that. They just don't have that guidance like we got it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like you know the values that we got growing up, like they just the kids now. You know the generation behind me, like even the kids that I work with, they just don't have that. And you got to think that most of the kids that they that I'm dealing with now, their parents are my age. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yep. and then I look at them as the parents in our age. I'm like, yo, how are you not? How are they not? You know. Why are you not passing that down, or what wasn't passed down? And then, and then it's, it's all about upbringing. So if like if it's yes. just not one of those things, you don't come from that family that has that type of value, then it's just it's just not going to happen. happen. But mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. But then it's it's something that it makes us work harder to get those kids to understand that. Listen, if you want to be a rapper, if you want to be an athlete, like these these things are fine. These two lanes that stereotypically black people you know men and women alike are put in first but at the end of the day we're way much more than that you know what i mean there's museums on top of museums on top of exhibits on mm. top of whatever there's just so much more like yo for we had a black president for damn for, for, for god's sake you know what i mean and it's like it's and it, but it goes beyond the presidency like you know there's still a whole continent where there's actually kings and queens that's still ruling to this day. Mm. You feel me? Like, to this day, there's still continents, there's still a whole continent with countries that still have emperors, rulers, (laughs) you know, real talk. Like, real talk. Like, real talk. Real talk. Like, there's a whole continent full of, like, countries with Wakanda. Like, if if you don't understand if you're not cognizant of knowing that there are black people everywhere in every part of this world in every corner of this earth mm-hmm. you feel me that like it takes you it take it took me to like it took me up into high school to realize that um you know Cubans and uh Panamanians mm-hmm. and there are there is a part of Puerto Rico where it is just like yo there are dark dark people you know that do speak a different language but if you know like Haitians you know if you look at like when you look at Panamanians and and it's crazy because the pa- Panama in in my eyes or mm-hmm. from what I've seen there's two there's two sides so it's like the Caribbean side then it's like the Spanish side mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because I've I I I dated the Caribbean side mm-hmm. but I had a close friend who was on the Spanish side okay. and it was crazy I'm like yo but how come y'all don't talk why don't y'all why are y'all not the same you know what I mean why don't y'all like the same you know like y'all not y'all don't differ but it, mm-hmm. and it's crazy but then you you see somebody I got a guy at my job he's Puerto Rican and is darker than me he, he darker than me <laughs> that's real and when that's he starts real, speaking though. you know it's crazy you think he's just a regular <laughs> black dude he starts speaking and you look at him like what's going on you're like no say that again like where you from and he's like well I'm Puerto Rican and I'm like oh you from the north side but I know that because you know my my ex was she she was Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. But I know that. But you know from the when the kids you know at my job they see him, they be like what the fuck? <laughs> where you from? <laughs> like, where, yes. What the hell? You know what I mean? But it's 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 just it's just you know it's it's very it's very good to know that you know with our culture um, and and just you know the the beings that we are we can still give our own culture culture shock yes you know what i mean yes, like yes, yes because we still have like even with being an entrepreneur like you know i told the kids in my job you know like hey by show of hands who wants to go to the military hands go up college hands go up trades hands go up 
So I go, who wants to be an entrepreneur? And then you'll see like, it's like this. It's very slow, but then it's like, yeah, put your hand up. What do you want to do? I like to draw. So what you want to do? I got a guy right now. Boom, I tell him, I, I got a student that graduated from my class, from my school, uh, the boy we met at uh, Noir, there's a tattoo oh, yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah, an artist. And he wow. put, he said, yo, I want to do tattoos. Lo and behold, I bump into him years later and he sat right next to me and it was so crazy. He sat next to me, I looked at him and immediately when he's when he seen my face, he, mm-hmm. he gave each other a hug, embraced. Oh, yeah. And he was like, yo, I got my own shop right down the street. Remember I told you he was showing me, obviously, he's re- literally on York Road right now. He has oh his own tattoo goodness. shop. Wow. And I'm proud of him. I'm like, yo, but regardless of what people tell you or what your family wants you to do, like you got to follow your own path. You know what I mean? It's it's okay yes. to, to be your own person. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a basketball player, like literally, like some of these kids out here just got God-given talent. Like, look, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yo, like... You're definitely going to the league. Like, yeah. I get it. There's no different than somebody that can naturally draw. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, yep. you are made for the football field, basketball field, track, for whatever it is, but please do it the right way. Like, don't bullshit. Don't, bull, don't, don't, don't BS it. Mm-hmm. Take it seriously. Get an education from yes. it. Yes. Take it seriously. Yo, if, if they're giving you a scholarship, bro, take it seriously. seriously yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to be an entrepreneur, I had a kid last class, he wanted to, um, he wanted to start his own clothing line. He was showing me every day, like, what you think about this? What you think about that? I'm like, this is what you do. Draw it like this. You know, I gave him some pointers like that. Yeah, Yo, and when you go to the mall, go in the mall and look at all look at all the clothing companies that are not name brand. Like, go into those, like, what's the, against all odds? Like, those yeah. type of stores, like the urban yes. stores. Mm-hmm. But all those stores have... You know those up and coming clothing lines. Like look at look at all those clothing lines. Look at their materials that they're using. Look at look at what they if they're just using Hanes and they're just putting their logo on it. Like look at that. Mm-hmm. Understand what they're doing and understand how they're making their money and understand everything that they're putting into that because they could at first start off using just regular old Hanes t shirts or or Fruit of the Loom. Mm-hmm. You know like some some bullshit material that'll that'll dry up. You know what I mean when you, when you wash it it, it shrinks shrink up yeah. and it shrinks up bad or the sleeves are just loose not how you want it. But like look at the materials, feel the materials. You got to get into all of that. Now, the artistry is going to come, but you also have to understand the business side of it. Yeah, you also got to understand, like, hey, if you buy, if you put it, this amount of money in it, this is what you're going to lose. You got to take L's. Don't ever be afraid mm-hmm. to take L's. Just like we no, talked. I'm tra- yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, no, but we, just like we, we talked we on the last event. Recently, yeah. yeah, just on the last event alone, we were like, look, we're going to take an L on this event. But at the end of the day, there was it was our it was our best bourbon yeah, yeah. and vibes that we had yeah, of of that, and we yeah. took an L. We was like, that's cool, you know what I mean? Just up and coming suit and sneaker party, uh, September first. You know what I'm saying? We got that going, and yeah, it's so like donate your kicks. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up, and it's like you know we wear your crown, yeah, because kids are invited. Yeah, it's gonna be kids there. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that'll be good. That's perfect. <laughs> so it's just yeah. a, it's just a matter of I tell the kids all the time I'm doing a podcast, we do events and things of that nature. And it's like, it's not hard to get into this entrepreneurial lane. It's a matter of believing in yourself. It's, yes. And please, whatever you do, the first thing you do, you don't need to do is look for family and friends for validation. Nope. 
Nope. Jesus, no. Nope. But but that. you learn that that's that's the hard thing it to learn because you think learn. your family going to support you, you think your friends going to Yo, support you because they're your family don't. and they're your friends. Don't look for them. But that that's my sign of success, right? Because I I don't ask the family to do anything. I don't ask my friends to come and show up. So when they do, I know I, I, we've done it. We've done mm-hmm. something good. I was like, oh, I got your attention. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. And and that's just like you know we had how many? Well, our first. Any event that we did, you know, we were always, we, we're we really starting to see, like, our regulars. You know what I'm saying? We call them the regulars mm-hmm. now. So, right. and, and it's cool. But then we're I'm way more elated when I start seeing people that I don't see. Now, granted, there have been some events where I just don't remember shit. You know, I, I have no recollection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having, having a great time. But at the end of the day, the, the newer people that, the more people that, I start seeing that I don't recognize mm-hmm. are the people that I want to reach out to the most and talk to the most. So my regulars are going to be there. It's like, yo, what's up? Yo, hey. thank you for coming again. You already know what it yeah. is. But then when I start saying, hey, this is my homegirl. This is my homeboy. Yo, thanks for coming. I had one guy I met. Um, he we, we talked and he was like, bro, all y'all events are like this. Like when y'all throw something, is it like this all the time? I'm like, yeah, for the most part. I'm like modest. Like, yeah, for the most yeah. part, man. Um, We got this coming up. Come back. And from then on, he's he's been there. That's he's true. been like, yo, this, this shit. You know what I mean? This is where it's at. I'm like, yo, and it's easy. We had a blog. I don't know the, the girl that wrote a blog about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K-Dot, yeah. K-Dot wrote a blog about us, and she was just like, you know. Charm City Mommies. Yeah, Charles Charm City Mommies. They wrote a blog about Shout out to y'all. Um, and just letting them know, like, we putting on events that our age bracket really needs. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I don't like clubbing no more. I think I've just like exceeded my clubbing days. Mm-hmm. If I'm invited, I'll go and show love and support. But I think my clubbing days are just done for. Mm-hmm. So like events that we host, like I said, when we do the the once every three months or once a quarter event. Mm-hmm. That's for the parents. That's for the the old the the folk that are our age who got those super nine to fives, those super twelve to twelve or twelve hour shifts. Yes. Those kids that they know that that once a month that when that go ahead. That that when that uh when it when it's time for that that quarterly event to come up, uh babysitter is already set. You already know what time it <laughs> you is, you know. Yeah. So that's why we do what we do and and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of everybody that came on this podcast. I'm proud of everybody and that I'm proud of y'all too. Thank you. And I'm just I'm just proud of the strides that everybody makes and especially these past two years seeing like how many entrepreneurs are out there and really like grinding for what they want. You know, and especially is is all black people. You know, what I mean, it's, yes. or especially or especially not all black people, but especially seeing the black entrepreneurs who are really out there grinding and and trying to make a way for themselves instead of, you know, just staying in staying in one lane and being marginalized, um, to just you know working a nine to five and not wanting nothing for themselves. I agree. Yeah. What's damn talking? You got me doing. What you mean, y'all? You, no. you, you don't want to talk? Nah, I think I'm done. Nah. You done? Like, right. Where we at? Now? How much time we got left? We been, we got, we at 60 now. 63. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. Yeah. Question, you've been to the Museum of African American History and Culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many times have you been? Twice. Twice. So I you, still you, haven't gotten through the whole museum, really? though. Because you, 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 I'm just one of the people. I'm like, you being I'm crying. like somebody's grandma. Like, oh my god, let me take a picture of this. Like, I'm going by each exhibit. Like, okay, so now I do that too, yeah. though. Like, I'm the person that goes in the museum and reads the little square. Yeah, me too. 
And I'm sitting there reading, and people mad because they want to read. Exactly. Because it's interesting. Those tidbits of information are very intentional. And as you read them, it ties the knots together. And sometimes yes. an exhibit on the second floor further down references this piece of information. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, it makes sense. Like, oh, you get a different perspective of the museum, yes. any museum, than if you just go and look quickly. Um, but yeah, so you know, in African American museum, you, you've you've went through you went through the the entire museum, um, and you walk out, and someone recognizes you and grabs you. It was like, oh no, oh oh my goodness, it's Miss Black, uh, Marlon. We need you to come speak. So they come mm-hmm. grab your wrist and they bring you to the podium. So you look out at the podium. It's outside. You see in the background the Washington Monument. The, uh, the the Lincoln Memorial to your right, the Capitol building to your left. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, thanks. So you turn. So what am I speak about? She was like, and they like go and you look out. You're like, you like, who's my audience? So you see a million people. You're like, oh snap, it's, it's a million people here. And you're like, oh snap, it's a million black people here. All right, it's about to be lit. And you know, a million black people chanting, hey, right <laughs> <laughs> from the ancestors. So you look out even closer. It's a million black men. You at the real brother march, and it's your turn to speak. So you can ask a million black men one mm. question, and they'll each each answer. What do you ask them? Oh my goodness! Why Jeremy got all these difficult questions, Kyle? I'd like to know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Okay, so can I take a moment to think right fast? Put some Jeopardy music going right there. Right, so we want to promote something while she's thinking. We can promote. So, uh, yeah, September 1st, you know right what I'm saying? Right we got the Suit and Sneaker, so. uh, back to school edition Suit and Sneaker Party going down. Uh, the GLA Sound, GLA Sound Stage. 63, 6233, Kenwood Please, Avenue. Going out, Paige. I'll, I'll throw it in the <laughs> thing. Up. Forgive us for not knowing the address, but hold we're up, collecting uh, new and g- gently, gently used uh, tennis shoes for kids um, All sizes um, I'm a 15 So I'm gonna donate my 15s Cause this, this kid's in middle school With large feet Kids nice. in high school With large feet And uh I'm nice with it Got it It was 6233 6233 nice Kenwood it. Avenue So yeah we uh, So we're Shoes you know It's elementary school kids That are in the youth sizes That need shoes as well So yeah. you know If you don't have any To donate Purchase a pair Um Yeah just so kids Kids need uniforms They need school supplies And you know Granted Material things don't make you who you are, but it's nice to have a, a comfortable pair of mm-hmm. tennis shoes. It's nice. It's, it's feels rewarding. Like you say, you dress for success, dress for the part. You know, sometimes you put your clothes on. Like you say, getting ready for a black woman is an experience. It's no different for a, a, a child as well. You know, getting my all right. Here, here's the dad story. Many me getting ready for school. Like I see the picture of his outfit. I'm like, yeah, and I could tell he was probably up all morning. <laughs> And like even when we packed the bag, I knew he put his school clothes. That was the last thing he put in. So I knew he was wearing the first day because mm. that was the last thing he packed. So it means something. Having a nice pair of tennis shoes means something. And, and it's a it's an opportunity to teach the responsibility. Okay, these are your shoes. These are your school shoes. These are your play shoes. When you come home from school, if they dirty, you clean. Take the rag, wash them over, put, line them up. You know, put them in your. You know, put everything together and get ready for the next day. So while. We're not teaching kids to be materialistic. You can still teach responsibility, dignity, and, and, and be in presentation with a fly pair of kicks. That's my speech. That's my spill. So hopefully people uh, come through and donate. Yeah. So September 1st, yeah. uh, 3 to 7, we had the Jelly Soundstage, 6233 Kenwood Avenue. Uh, the tickets, quote unquote, are free, but your entry fee is a pair of 
uh, gently used uh, or a new pair of kicks or school supplies uh, for the kids to go back to school. So we're trying to send the kids, give them one last little party before they uh, hit them books and, and, and start their year. So um, parents, you don't need a babysitter. You guys can all come out. It's a family affair. I'm bringing my bringing my my, my, my minions, and uh, we, we're going to have a good time. Man. It'll be food there. It'll be a few cocktails there for the for adults yeah, to indulge we got, in. We, yeah, we got the adult section roped yeah, off. Yeah, we yeah. definitely going to have the adult section roped off. Man. Yeah. Oh, and shout out, please shout out to uh, K-Sal. You know K-Sal, uh, yeah. go check out the episode, uh, Building an Empire with K-Sal. Uh, shout um, out to her. I mean, she's doing a lot of big things in her community, so thank yeah. you, K-Sal, for allowing us to host this. And um, in that shopping center too is a black owned driving school. So kids, yes. there we got any high school students, we gonna have them send them over. Yeah, if you need your kids, uh, was it royalty driving? Academy? Royalty driving academy. Um, so it's two two young men, uh, Julius and Julian, um, doing big things, and they're mm-hmm. actually phenomenal instructors. And they, they'll get you get the, what they say uh, treat driving like it's a privilege. Roger that. So back to our our, feature, our featured guest, <laughs> and now. <laughs> what Back would you to say her. to the sea of, of, of black men at the Real Brother Much? Or what would you ask? I would ask. This is still such a tough question. I would probably have like a thousand questions to ask. But the one question mm-hmm. that I really truly would ask is what are you currently doing or how are you preparing the next generation? Mm. How are you preparing the next generation? Yeah. Right. Like, and I guess it can be in different forms, like mm-hmm. either, you know, how or what are you doing or what are your plans to prepare the next generation? Because without the preparation, and like I said, that generational information, wealth, how do I do this? How mm-hmm. do I do this, dad? Or how do I prepare for this yeah. is going to be lost. And then we're going to have a lost generation of continuously trying to figure out and find something that was already found a solution years ago with your father. That's real. So. Like I know for many me, I'm, I'm preparing the next generation, I guess on, on several ways or a few ways, many me trying to see him. I want him to be able to observe me doing work. Yes. Right. So it may not be, everything isn't said and I, and I, there are things I should be saying um, to explain, but I want him to see me feeding the hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, I want him to see me mentoring. I want him to see me tutoring um, and seeing me giving back. Uh, I want him to see me spending time with family. Yes. I want him to see me as an entrepreneur. You know, I want him to see me in church. I want him to see me fail. I want him to see me come back from failing. You know, I want to be honest with him and be like, yeah, I made a mistake. You know, so so I, I want him to see me as a human. I want him to see me as his father. Um but I, I think, and so in all of those things that he's seeing mm-hmm. me doing, those are the things I'm trying to prepare the next generation. I'm, I'm yes. trying to mentor, you know, a young man here and there as much as I can. Because I realized, too, and even in going to college, there are things that you can learn from someone else that even having the most loving parents, they just don't have the knowledge to give you. Mm-hmm. Not because they don't want to give it to it you. To they just don't have the knowledge to give it to you. So that's where the village right comes in. Um being able to, to, to give somebody a plate of food on a Saturday morning, right? When a brother say, I didn't know how I was going to eat today. And it's because you was in the kitchen at 8 a.m. cooking food. Like, that's how you prepare their generation. I, I got me. Well, that story always get me. I hate sharing that story. Yo. No, because when a brother say that, then he take two or three. What? 
No, she said that. something. Yeah. No, I no. She was looking. no, no, but but when he when he when the, when the brother says that, and then he takes two or three more plates to take home to his kids. That means if he didn't know how he was going to eat, he didn't know how his family was going to eat. eat. But it's so I say all of that to say having many me right there with me, or having other brothers right there, mm-hmm. is able how is how I'm able to give back because I'm just like you gotta be selfless. You gotta yes. be able to show people with no shame. Mm-hmm. You know, it's treat people with dignity, but with, with no shame at all. Like yo. I'm here to help you, y'all. Yes. Life happens. We all but a lost paycheck away. We all but a tragic it. event away mm-hmm. from from life looking different. You know, so preparing the next generation to help them prepare the next generation, right? So if if I if we can instill that, all right, you got to help your next man, then they'll help the next man, and they'll instill. Helping the next man to the next man. Yes. All right, man. Oh, well, you got me out here, like yo. This is good. What? Come on. I hate you, yo. I hate you. Thank you. No, you gotta Seriously. answer the question, fam. I ain't let you get yeah, out of here. Come yo. on, you gotta answer. How many odds would you? What, what was the question? Not for real. What was, was the question? Music. Music. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the question is, how or what are you doing to prepare the next generation? <laughs> you doing it every day, bro? Yeah, yo, you yeah, doing it every day, day yo? Yo, <laughs> I'm, <not my> <laughs> I'm gonna tell. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. My job, like I. And, and and to Jeremy's point, I am doing it every day. I'm just trying to let these kids know that there's there's more to there's just more to life. There's more life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't coming from where some of these kids come from and, and seeing and and just listening to them and 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 just seeing how how they react to, to male influence. Mm-hmm. I feel like me being at that job, me me being at that place for them kids every day that I clock in and it's like you know, I've only these kids only been there for like uh, going on a month, but they're in they like they've been there it's week 6. So when I get tomorrow it starts week 7. But you know, my impact on them thus far you feel me like when I'm when I've been off I've been off for like maybe like two days you know whatever but that two days is detrimental to them because like when I get back like I, there's literally one kid his room is right at the entrance door when I come in he's like he's like oh my god yo where you been at <laughs> I'm like yo I'm allowed two days off and he was like nah yo he was like, this happened while you was gone. This happened while you was gone. He was like, yo, stop leaving us. And I'm like, yo, what you want me to stay here? Like, bro, I got to get home to my family too. He was like, nah, but like, I need you here. And it's, it's a couple kids in there that's like, I talked to them just on the side. Like, yo, what y'all want me to stay here like forever? They like, yo, yeah. One kid pulled me to the side. Like, yo, I need you. That's right. He was like, he was like, I need you, bro. Like, like. I don't know what it is about you. I don't know, like you, like like I, I see that you really care. He was like, he was like, yo, I need you. He was like, I was gonna quit, but 
I laid in my bed and I and I thought about if I go home, what happens if I go home? And then I thought about what you said to me, and I was just like, "Yo, I need, I really need you to help me stay here." And I'm like, "I got you." I said, "Now the flip side is that don't fuck me on this, mm-hmm. mm. because if you do me dirty, when I when I get you back, bro, mm. the wrath of God." I'm, I'm, listen, huh? Because I take it. Because I this is I love my job. job. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I go on my off days up there. And let them know, like a lot of times I've. There's been times I've been on there on my off day, and they'll they'll look at me like I know one kid. He was like, he was like, you look tired. I'm like, no, I'm good. And he was like, you were you supposed to be off today? I was. <laughs> yeah. They be like, oh, that's what's up, man. You know, then they, they, then then the whole mood changed, and I'm like, nah, y'all can still be yourself. But just just listen. I was in your shoes about maybe 17, 16 years ago. I was in your shoes. So understand, like, the reason why I'm back doing this is because you are me and I'm you. Mm-hmm. So understand that everything, every emotion, every thought, every, every uh, you know, whatever you think about, whatever you go through, just understand that I've been there. Yes. And you're, and you're not alone in, in any of that situation. Like, I am... I am the the maybe one of the only people who will really understand like in this pivotal moment like what you're really experiencing like the first time you come here you're nervous you're scared you 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 don't know what to think you don't know what to do it's been a couple of y'all that like on the first day was like throwing up you feel me oh bro PT not even that just like just nervousness you know what I mean yeah so like I said but you know the first day they get there it's like remember the real world the TV show it's like that. Now imagine the real world times times six. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You guys seven times six, what fifty six or whatever like yeah. that. So yeah, that many kids like times that by seven, and you're just thrown in a room with six other people that you don't know, and you got to coexist, and you have to learn each other oh, shit. for I six. Didn't realize years. That. Yeah, you have nobody knows each other, and you have it's to learn story, each other. Yeah. You have to learn each other for six months. Now for six months, you're my brother. Mm. For six months, I gotta hold you accountable for me. For six months, I gotta hold uh, you. You gotta hold me accountable. We gotta hold each other accountable. We gotta do this together. We gotta clean together. We gotta learn together. We gotta, you know, go through things together. So after we leave here, I may have gained a brother. I may just gain a friend. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we gained something. You know. So the reason why I do what I do and and what am I doing to prepare to, for the future? I think that's what you said. The next generation. The next generation is letting them know that there's more life. There's mm-hmm. always more life. You don't have to stop at, you know, whatever somebody told you that you can't do. So whoever the people that didn't make it in their life and they're projecting it out on you, don't let that don't let that be, you know, your life because there's always more life. Yes. Always more life. Yeah, come on. <laughs> that was this is great, guys. This is great. Yeah, we, I don't. We don't really do this. I, we even, you know, this is ridiculous. I, ain't that, never, that, yeah, I don't think yeah. we've gotten that depth Mm-mm. for that long, for that many topics in a while. But I'm a deep person. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna get up out of here, man. Uh, once again, uh, suit sneaker, suit sneaker party. Uh, nine one. 
9-1-19, September 1st. Someone, please go. You know what I mean? Yeah. September 1st, the last last week of school. Last week before school, we're going to end the party for yep. the kids, man. We're going to party for seven. the kids. We didn't say the time. Three to seven. Three to Sunday. seven. I did say the time for school. Uh, three to seven. We're going to party with a purpose. Um, you know, your, your entry, the tickets are free, but uh, your entry fee is the, the, the sneakers and mm-hmm. the school supplies. So... Um, also, shout out to uh, Chelsea Travels. Yeah, um, she donated a book bag with some school supplies already. Oh, thank you, so thank, thank you, you for thank that. Um, we donating. Yes. Thank so is it, you know, please, get, y'all, just show up. You can bring your kids this time. Yes. You know, it's going to be more a little, little yeah. more toned down. We can all just take a break and, and relax. Yeah. yeah. But just just know, uh, come February. When the next student sneaker party happens, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be. Uh, we can go back to the filth. It's gonna be biblical. In fact, you ever been to the student sneaker party? No, I haven't been. Mm. I'm excited. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you need to be there. February is my birthday too. So when's your birthday? Hey, yeah. February what? The thirteenth. No. Mm-hmm. You lying? You lying? Guess oh. who birthday is February thirteenth at this table? Who's? What up, best friend? Hey, best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. crazy. Hey. Oh, we definitely getting it for our birthday. <laughs> what did you talk about? I didn't know that. Wow. February 13th. Yes. What was Parker's birthday? May 10th. Okay. All right. I remember that. I knew it was okay. That's what's up. I see February 13th. Yeah. Uh, so, but we usually do it for All Star Weekend. So that's kind of like when our birthdays. Our birthdays. Yeah. It's on NBA All Star Weekend. Yeah. But yeah. But um, yeah, we're going to get up out of here. Okay. All right. All right. Bujara going to be in the house. Hey, Bujara going to be in the house. I see what we about to do for that. Yeah. I see what we about to do. <laughs> Y'all might as well just go ahead and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Y'all ready? Yeah. My birthday is a celebr. It's like a full month celebration. That's what's up. Oh, say less. Say, please say <laughs> less. All right. Yeah. You got kids? No, I don't have any kids. That's what's up. So listen, you we're gonna get kids? up. Do I want kids? Yeah. Yes, I want kids. Okay, that's all I need to do. Let's yeah, go. Say less. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a boy, right? <laughs> you want to start with a son? You want two point five kids? I do actually. God uh, told uh, me my yeah. first child was gonna be a son. Yeah, I need a god son. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I do. Huh? All right, all right. Here, here you go. You got it. <laughs> See you in December. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, we're gonna get a boy out of here. Um, thank you. Thank you. Oh, also before Thank we go, I gotta shout out. I gotta shout out both my dads. Uh, they had birthdays this past, so they got their birthdays at the same time. <laughs> I never a, knew that. It's a long story. <laughs> yes, no, that's a short story. But. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, right now uh, we got two more minutes. So uh, uh, back to back. No, no, I'm saying no, 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 no. Right now, just well, to, right. To, oh, we got today, two minutes left. Today uh, is is is, right. is Papa Gary's birthday. Yeah. Like the last two minutes of, of, yeah, of, his, yeah, yeah. of his day, so today was his birthday. Yep. We had a good time in the cigar lounge last night. Shout Some out to time. shout out to Burning Leaf uh, Cigar Burn Lounge. Cigar lounge. Up on, uh, we gonna do something there, yeah. And um, and Papa Steve, uh, his birthday was the eighteenth. Ah, it was earlier. Okay, yeah. yeah so we, um, yeah, man, dope ass chick of the week. Thank you. Yeah, and and, and K-Sal. K-Sal, yeah, that's where we host. We're going to host it there, so it's going to be fly. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good. We're good. Um, we're great. We're going to get up on out of here. You guys uh, enjoy yourself. IG Live, thank you for tuning in uh, for this late night edition. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Thank you. Thank you. Shoot, that's and, uh, you know, as always. as always, man, love, life, and libations. Get your girl thing.
you are everything they knew you wouldn't be. You are gorgeous, even through the suffering. You needn't forget why. You hold the world together. Thank you for your mercy. You are the strongest form of human.